Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode that is actually a continuation of yesterday's AMA episode. If you haven't heard yesterday's episode, I suggest you go listen to that one first and then return to this one. Today's question comes from Adam in Riverside, California, and he's asking about corporate debt and to what an extent it represents a threat to our economy. On yesterday's show, we outlined some of the bond rating services and how they evaluate different forms of debt, whether it's bonds or corporate debt or even banks. Last week at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, Karen Fang from Bank of America provided some very insightful statistics on the global picture for both debt and corporate debt. Over the last decade, corporate debt has grown by $29 trillion. Ten years ago, it sat at $37 trillion. So there's a global total of $66 trillion. Now, interestingly enough, $15 trillion of that growth rests in China alone. Corporate debt in China has really ballooned over the last several years. Now, we have to remember that debt is always a claim on future income. In that context, there's a few questions that really matter. Number one. Is the income stream to pay that debt going to materialize? If it's not, then that's a real problem. Number two, what currency is that debt denominated in? If it's denominated in a foreign currency, you potentially could be exposed to foreign exchange risk. And number three, do you have the income and the income coverage today to support that current debt service, as well as in the future, should interest rates rise or should your income fall because we've experienced an economic downturn? Those are really the principal risks. Financial collapse happens when you have the combination of high leverage and low liquidity. It's that unique combination of those two elements. When businesses run into debt trouble, they only have a handful of remedies. They can try and borrow more money, but if they're already highly leveraged, that avenue gets closed off. At that point, the plan B is usually to sell some assets. But if those assets can't be sold easily because it's a low liquid asset, then you start to run out of options. So it's that unique combination of high leverage and low liquidity. While we've seen a significant run-up in corporate debt over the last decade, $15 trillion of that in China alone, corporate debt in China is sitting at 170% of GDP. Now, that sounds like an alarming number, but then you have to remember that China's economy is still growing at about an average of 6% a year. By contrast, U.S. corporate debt is sitting at 75% of GDP. While the U.S. is carrying much less leverage, its economy is not growing nearly as fast as China's. If China was to experience a true recession, we could see some real problems. The good thing for China is that the vast majority of their debt, about 90% of it, is denominated in renminbi. Only 10% of it is denominated in foreign currency. So their foreign exchange exposure is relatively small, at least on the corporate debt side. Further protecting that foreign debt, 90% of China's debt has a currency hedge against the U.S. dollar. The key to whether we're going to have a problem on the corporate debt side comes down to two things, debt load and ability to service. I've been saying for a number of months now that it's possible that the next credit crisis could be in fact precipitated by corporate debt. And now that I've been digging into it a little bit further, I'm going to revise that position. There's very little corporate debt that is actually funded by banks. The vast majority of it is funded in the bond market. And more importantly, banks, especially in the United States, don't own corporate bonds any longer. That was one of the major learnings coming out of the 2008 financial crisis. Banks today simply are not permitted to hold large portfolios of corporate bonds on their balance sheet any longer. If we had an economic downturn and a wave of defaults in the bond market, the folks that would be impacted would be, in fact, the bondholders. These are wealthy individuals that invest in the bond market, and a quarter of those are foreign investors. While there would be a real destruction of wealth and there would be a lot of pain in the bond market, it wouldn't cause economic collapse in the banking system, which is what 
most economists and most governments are in fact most concerned about. So then the question is, if we were to see a wave of defaults, where would they come from? Today, 10% of public companies have an interest coverage ratio of less than 1.5. That means if their income was to fall, their net income, they would be in serious jeopardy of not making their interest payments, and that could trigger an entire wave of defaults. In the emerging markets, a full 25% of emerging market companies have an interest coverage ratio of less than 1.5. That is far more concerning. So there's been a tremendous amount of growth in the bond market. There's been a tremendous amount of new debt created over the last 10 years. A significant portion of it is at risk because it's highly leveraged and those companies simply don't have the ability to service that debt if interest rates should go up or if their net income fell because of an economic downturn. If and when that were to happen, the pain would be confined to the bond market. I don't think it's going to spill over and have a major cascade effect on the banking sector. I want to thank Adam for a great question. So the bottom line is right now, I would say no. The bond market and the corporate debt market are not a major threat to economic stability. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.